What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. We thank you guys for tuning in on this Monday. Please, again, like, listen, I understand there's a lot going on back here. It looks like a hurricane ran through this room, a tornado. Uh, I, I promise, like, things are okay here. We're just moving some stuff around. It's been a lot of remodeling and moving, so that's that's what's happening in that area over there. Uh, but we thank you guys for tuning in, whether you're listening via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, um, yeah, Pillow Fort. Yes, it is a Pillow Fort, Kemp. How did you know? That's exactly. I'm trying to build a pillow palace. Uh, so that's that's what I'm trying to do right now. Uh, Brandon Stoll on the other side, Stephen Priest Jr. If you're watching on YouTube, shout out to you. Shout out to Eric Kemp for uh, tuning in. As you can tell by the headline, if you're watching on YouTube, the Broncos are who we thought they were. And you know what? I put out on Saturday night on purpose because I wanted to get ahead of the whole thing. And I don't know if you saw this tweet, um, but I put out the defensive stats for the Atlanta Falcons. And I get it. They've been playing better and they, they showed as much. They've been playing better these past few weeks, really ever since Dan Quinn has been fired. Um, but still, the numbers are the numbers. Like the Falcons aren't littered with like all pro talent everywhere. Like Keanu Neal, Grady Jarrett, other than that, like, I mean, that's, and Deion Jones. I mean, other than that, I mean, those. It's not like they're fielding a team of pro bowlers and all pros. They're terrible pass defense. They're very good against the run, and you saw that yesterday. Uh, the Broncos couldn't get anything on the ground. But their pass defense, if I remember the stats correctly because I can't find the tweet right now, but it's something like you know they were 32nd in total yards giving up, given up uh, through the air, um, and I think total as well. Um, they were in the 20s or high 20s in terms of pass defense. They weren't great at forcing turnovers. They weren't great at getting sacks. So essentially, you could move the ball on the Atlanta Falcons through the air. And for the first half, what did we see from Drew Locke in the passing game? Nothing. I think at halftime, he had less than 100 yards passing. Again, I think he was around like 82, maybe 90. Um, listen, it's just... It's the same stuff, people. Like... I don't, and I get it, the Broncos' defense was completely just, you know, barren yesterday. You had, I think they mentioned on the broadcast, six missing starters um, from, that that would have been the day one starters, but no Boye, no Callahan, obviously Shelby Harris didn't play, uh, obviously there's no Von Miller, but I mean, they were just completely depleted, in the, especially in the secondary, and it showed. But you know what, the Broncos still had chances uh, early in the game to to be competitive, uh, even late in the game, they had a chance to win. Um, but again, it's the offense and it's Drew Locke making poor decisions and not executing well. Um, thankfully, we got Jerry Judy involved. I mean, wow, novel concept that when we get Jerry Judy the ball, good things happen. I mean, maybe we could try and game plan and scheme a little bit more to get that guy the ball. But listen, what's the excuse this week? Because we still saw bad throws from Locke, we still saw bad technique, uh, bad footwork, however you want to phrase it. I think to me, this is a situation, and what I'm noticing, and I'm sure you've probably noticed it, and I'm sure people that listen and, and Broncos fans in general have noticed it, Locke likes to throw off his back foot. To me, I think that that means he just doesn't want to take a hit. And I get it, you don't want to get hit by big guys if you don't have to, but how many quarterbacks have we seen, at least once or twice a game, at least the great ones, they stand in and they take a hit every now and again. When have you seen Locke do that? Like, when have you seen him stand in the pocket and take a hit to deliver a throw? If he's taking a hit, it's always him scrambling out. 
So I think that's one of the things. I don't I don't want to say he's scared to take a hit, but I mean he obviously avoids it. Um, and then two, I don't think he is great at working in the pocket, at navigating the pocket. He doesn't step up. His first instinct is immediately just to run, and it's always to the right-hand side. Um, it's really never really to the left. And I saw someone tweet about it that when he scrambles out like that, he's limiting his own options and what he can do with the football. So, again, we're seeing with Drew Locke that he's not improving and you know gaining more knowledge and applying that to the field week over week. And I get it. Listen, he's a young quarterback. He's played, what, 9, 10 total games in his career. There's going to be growing pains, uh, growing pains. But at a certain point, when do we expect to see improvement on the field? I get it. They didn't have an offseason and all that type of stuff. But Locke has now played, what, four or five games this season? Like at a certain point, and when you're playing bad defenses, shouldn't you be able to at least make tiny improvements? It, it doesn't even seem like he's he's doing that. And I saw a lot of people on Twitter yesterday, you have to be patient. Patient, patient, patient. He's a young quarterback. You need patience with young quarterbacks. Okay, I'm sorry. Then why are we being preached and, and sold this narrative of win now? There's no rebuild. We're, we're winning now. We, we can compete right now. Why are we being sold that? If patience is what they want, then okay, I can live with that. Just tell me that you're not trying to compete for the division. Oh, well, not don't come out and say that. But come out and say, you know what? We're going to be patient. We have a young core. And there's going to be some growing pains, and we're going to try and win as many games as we can. But you know what? We're going to be patient ultimately with this group, and we're, we're going to ride through those moments of disappointment. No, that's not it. It's always we're in win now. The standard is Super Bowls here, which is yes, it is. But it's in win now, and you're, you're being sold this. We're going to compete for championships in the playoffs right now. But then you have on the other side, it's, oh, you need to be patient with him. Well, if you're a win now team, uh, I would think that patience is not on your side. Because if you want to win now, you can't wait through growing pains and disappointment and, and, and hills to climb. That's not what you want. When you're a bad team and you're rebuilding and retooling, then patience is your friend there. So I guess what's the expectations here, Bronco, Broncos country? Because like I, I'm getting confused as to what it is. Because you can't have it both ways. At least that's just how I view it. I don't know if you see it that way. Um... Well, a couple of excuses um, that I saw on Twitter. Uh, the play calling. Oh, why can't we go up-tempo and no-huddle the whole game? Really? You realize Atlanta wasn't playing, like, the greatest defense in the fourth quarter when they're up by 20, right? <laughs> like, they're playing they're playing a defense where they're not giving up home-run balls and, and they're just giving up yards. That's That's literally... That's literally all they're trying to do because they want the Broncos to just waste time. So they're, it's not like they're, you know, trying the hardest to not let them get yards. Yeah, they're playing a soft defense. What, what was Drew Luck's numbers through three quarters? Uh, it wasn't great. I, I don't know what the stats were. They but had I mean, three points. Yeah, I mean, right? it wasn't great. Three I mean, points? at halftime, he had less than 100 yards passing. Oh, they I had think. six points. Sorry, six points going into the fourth quarter. I forgot. They... they had a field goal as well because you know kicking field goals down by 20 something was uh helpful um he's just not it i i don't know what else to say uh there's another rookie quarterback in his second start 
that now has just as many flash games as Drew Locke. So what's what why why do we have to be patient when Tua went out there and beat the beat the Cardinals, beat Kyler Murray? And by the way, he played great. It wasn't just that that team. That team is a really good team. But Tua was 20 of 28, 248 48 yards, two touchdowns. And he used his legs in that final drive or those final couple drives to to I, I don't know how he got out of some tackles. I there was a pile and all of a sudden he just flies out of it. Like it was like a movie, you know, when there's an explosion and the car comes out. It was like that. That that's that's what I that's what I saw. That game, by the way, was incredible. Kyler Murray is in his second year. And I get it, he played all of last year. But last year in his first seven games we saw it, he had like three flash games. Yesterday, 21 of 26, 283, three touchdowns. He not, he's not just a runner. He is accurate. He is not Lamar Jackson. He is not Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray is incredible. Now, he was the first overall pick, understood. Tua, why, why couldn't... It's, it's another... After a bad piece. first game, he yeah. improved. Yeah, after a bad first game. Now... Grant, I don't think Miami let him really do much in 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 that first game, but in this game and in 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 yesterday's game too, they didn't really let him do much too much either until the end. Uh, but when they, but you saw it, and he was accurate twenty to twenty eight, two forty eight, and and people pointing at Drew Locke's stats, he got most of this in, in the fourth quarter when Atlanta wasn't playing any defense. But even then, he barely threw for over 50%. Completion percentage. That is horrible. That's not good. He barely hit 300 yards, and he only had two touchdowns. Uh, and, and a lot of that, most of that, came in the fourth quarter. It's all garbage time. And that's, all, that's what, all that's what fans are going to use. And they're going to say, look, look at how well he played in the second half. But guys, they're not playing it. Like I have it from right here. Tyler Columbus, former Bronco. He's an off- former offensive lineman. Okay, he tweeted out this morning for all the fans that are saying, "Oh, two minute defense. We need to go no no huddle." This is what Tyler said. Uh, this was 17 minutes ago. No huddle is not the answer for a QB that doesn't identify a defense. Two minute defense is not the same as a defense facing up tempo. Two minute defense is fake yardage. Basic soft defense that doesn't hide coverage. Defense invites the underneath yardage. They want the ball to be completed so that the clock runs. That's what you just said. Like, give him credit. Yes, he was making plays in the second half, but there's reasons for that. There's context for that. When you look at context, you can't just look at the good context. You have to look at the entire picture. And people point to, oh, what about the Chargers game? Okay, well, Joey Bosa was out. It was already a thin secondary. And the Chargers were up, what, 24 to 3? So naturally, they probably took their foot off the pedal as well. Right. And again, at the end of the day, the Broncos aren't doing this to good football teams. These are bad football teams they're getting manhandled by. Manhandled. So how can we justify this? Like, how, how can we even take anything good from this? I like Drew. I think he's shown great talent. But at the end of the day, too... It doesn't seem like he's getting better from start to start to start until the defense is laying off of him. And it's like, okay, go ahead. You, you can you can make those completions now. 
It's it's the same thing every game. And and you can't keep blaming the coaching. What we're gonna go out and get a third offensive coordinator in his third year? Seriously, that's, I will say that's that Pat Shermer is like Pat Shermer is. I don't I don't think he's the answer. And well, I get it. You don't want to keep switching offensive coordinators, but my goodness, there's calls and like it's it's Locke is bad in his own right, and and Shermer doesn't help him a lot of the time. No, well. no, Shermer's not helping. But at the same time, Drew Locke's got to figure it out, and and he has to be accurate. That the problem is he's not accurate. Like some of the throws are just you got guys open. I mean, at the first half, watch his game in the first half. When defenses are trying, <laughs> like it's, it's horrible. I, and then and then you turn that crap off, and you watch Justin Herbert against the Raiders, twenty eight of forty two, three twenty six, two touchdowns, another three hundred yard game. You see Kyler Murray and Tua have a heck of a battle, and it's just like Joe Burrow's on on was on a bye week, so you know we can't gush over him uh today um it's just like even josh allen is showing something now granted the seahawks defense is literally the worst defense in the league oh yeah um but still he took advantage of a bad defense drew lock is not has not until the fourth quarter when they're when they're backing up but josh allen 31 of 38 that's pretty accurate 415 yards um Let's see what other young quarterbacks went out there and and played great. I mean, it's just I I don't I don't even this Jake Lutton guy in Jacksonville, twenty six of thirty eight, three oh four, had a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, the the farther I, removed we get from that Houston game, it it just looks like just just one of those anomaly games that uh, yeah. Lutton had, or like you know quarterbacks can have every now and then um, when they don't have a lot of film on them. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm sure if Lutton had played as many games as, as Locke, yeah. like he wouldn't do that. Or maybe well, he will. I don't know. Maybe he's, a, maybe he's a superstar, but I don't know. That's why you're seeing um, Lamar Jackson struggle. Right. You know, teams now to be fair, he was 19 of 23 yesterday, but it but was, just, it was, but it was, he was, he's limited and it's a lot of dump offs. It really that's that's all it is. Um, I I I just you see all these great young quarterbacks out there playing out of their minds, uh, and then you see Drew Locke and he's just lost. Yeah. So and that's against now, a bad defense. And here's the thing: whether it's on Drew Locke or whether it's on Shermer, either way, this team is a disaster, and people still. That you blame Pat Shermer, but then you don't you don't extend that and say, and and look at the greater picture of it's another offensive coordinator that has been completely terrible with this team. Do you know why? It's because John Elway wanted this certain offense, right? It didn't work. Vic, Vic Fangio hated it. He fires what whatever uh um uh what's his name from Skangarello. He fires him and goes out and gets his guy, and it's just as bad. It's it starts from the top. Always a disaster. 
Vic Fangio is not a good head coach. Doesn't know what he wants in his offense. Or at least wants a terrible offense. And then doesn't pay attention to the offense. Well, and you know what should have been the red flag? It's a bad GM to a bad head coach down all the way. You know what should have been the red flag? The red flag for Pat Shermer when they hired him should have been that he's he's only been a part of well excuse me he's been a part of two really good offenses one he can't take credit for which is with Philly because he wasn't the OC I don't believe of that team or or he was but um the coach there was calling the plays and I think that's the year they they won the Super Bowl if I'm not mistaken I think uh, or no excuse me it was with Chip Kelly Chip Kelly was calling the plays okay and the other year he was a part of a really good offense was in Minnesota with Case Keenum when when that whole miracle year happened for both of them. That's it. Every other offense he's been a part of has been below average. So you bring this guy here to coach up a second-year quarterback, and you're seeing why it's... Now, granted, okay, if they if they would have had an offseason, maybe things would be a little bit better. But again, we can go off of what history no, no, has no, shown no, no, us no. by I don't, Sherman. I don't want to hear the whole offseason thing because no, we've, no. Hit, we've hit, what, five games for sure. Drew Luck this year? But that, that's what I'm saying. Like, that point. They haven't had an offseason, but even if they did have an offseason, we can go off of history from what Shermer has shown us as an OC, and it's not good. At best, it's average. So maybe at best, they would have been average. But again, it's just, it's just constantly bad decisions. And every time you make a good decision... It's like they make two bad ones to cancel that one out. And, you know, Kemp said it on here. The only silver lining we, we saw yesterday was Hamler and Judy in open space. Yeah. I mean, that's about it. Listen, the Broncos are not bad because of a lack of talent. Like, that's what I said when I picked them to go 3-13. and 13. It's not for a lack of talent. They have weapons, which is also why I'm not letting Drew Locke off the hook. Uh, before Albert O got hurt yesterday, and I don't know if there's been any update on his injury. Um, it looked severe at the, you know, when he went down, but then he walked off the field into the locker room. So I don't know. I mean, it still could be an ACL who knows, but say he's still healthy. You have two, six, five plus tight ends who are athletic and can run. Uh, and Fant is, has really, I think, taken a jump from year one to year two. Like last year, he kind of shied away from contact. This year, it seems like he's just willing to just run through people, which is awesome to see. Um, but you have those two guys. You have Jerry Judy, who I, I don't know if you saw the tweet I retweeted yesterday um, from, I think, a scout or something like that, or three different anonymous scouts or something like that. And essentially, they say the same thing every time. Jerry Judy is literally getting open on every play. How are they not getting him the football? And you saw it yesterday. He had his first 100-yard game. He's explosive. I mean, the the savviness, not only of his route running, but him when he's taking that corner on a curl route, ultimately, he throws up his hand like he's, he's selling the fly route, and then he stops on a dime, catches it, and makes a play and gets another 10 yards for a touchdown. Like, they have so much talent, and that's not it. Cortland Sutton's not even on the field yet. Tim Patrick has shown he can be a solid wide receiver. Uh, And then you go to the backfield and, you know, you have the new captain couple yards and Melvin Gordon uh, taking over for Devontae Booker there. And you have Philip Lindsay who, I mean, listen, you got to catch the ball, Phil. I mean, come on, buddy. If I'm going to praise you for for your running ability, like, goodness gracious, this is the only reason you can justify (laughs) signing Melvin Gordon. Like, Phil, you got to catch the ball, my guy. But when he has the ball in his hands and he's running it, he's explosive. And he leads the NFL, well, probably not after yesterday, but he led the NFL in yards per carry. So there's there's talent on this team. And the offensive line, listen, it's not some great offensive line, 
But the offensive line also hasn't really been the issue all year. Like it has been in years past. Like this is probably an average offensive line. And, you know, that I'll take at this point. Um, Garrett Bowles played well yesterday. You didn't hear his name at all, did you? I mean, I don't think he had a penalty or anything like that. So I don't, at the end of the day, it, we're pointing to the quarterback. We're pointing to the play calling. And it's just bad decision after bad decision. And listen, this is what the Broncos are going to be. I mean, until things get changed up top, and it, it might be a cop-out answer, but until things, until there's an owner established, one, and two, until you get change in the front office, I think this is what we ex- can expect to see year after year. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying it for the last three years. I don't, I don't know what else to say anymore. I mean, John Elway's the worst GM in the, in the NFL. So... I mean, if he's not the worst, he's in the top five. I mean, he's there. If his name was John Elway, he no, would have no, fired he's, long, he, long ago, people. Like, he's, that's the thing. He's, he's the worst because at least teams are turning around or at least trying to turn around. Like, since since the Broncos won Super Bowl 50, right? Uh, I'm curious. You know what? Look up a list. Look up a list of, of, the, of teams, um, maybe not that year, but the year after. Whichever one you want to look at. The 2015 or 2016 season, okay? Let's look at all of the worst teams in the league at that time and see how many of them have turned it around since. I'm curious. Pull it up right now. How many of them, since the Broncos made the playoffs, how many of the teams that did not make the playoffs have made the playoffs since or about to? Let's see here. Okay, give me one second. I'm just pulling up the 2015 and you said 2016 year as well? Yeah, which I mean, whichever one we want to okay. look at, let's, let's look at some so, of the worst teams um, in, in the league at the time. Uh, AFC, okay, this is 2015. The Buffalo Bills finished eight and eight. I'd say they're pretty good now. Yep, they're Miami seven Dolphins six and ten. Um, I'd say that they're they're trending up, they're, right? They're, they're better than Buffalo, I would say. Um, they they don't have a better record, but they I think they're better than Buffalo. Again, this is 2015. Uh, the Giants and the Cowboys were bottom feeders in their division, four and twelve, six and ten. I mean that division. But but si- but here's the thing: since the Cowboys did make the playoffs, right, and the Giants, you thought they were on and up with Daniel Jones. There, I would say that the Giants are right there with 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 the Broncos. Here's two Ironically, they we just got Pat or we just got Shermer from. Guess who? The Giants. So AFC North: Baltimore Ravens in 2015, five and eleven. Cleveland Browns three and thirteen. Both have winning records right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago Bears six and ten. They've um, made the playoffs since. Let's see. They made a mistake in grabbing Mitchell Trubisky, yeah. but they've they've made the playoffs. Yeah. Tennessee Titans three and thirteen. Made it to the AFC Championship last year. Tampa Bay Bucks six and ten. Even though they got the brakes blown off of them last night. Uh, that was embarrassing. They look like a good team. They're a good team. Um, Let's see, AFC West. I mean, the Broncos were obviously twelve and four that year. Chargers are still bad. The Raiders were seven and nine. They look like. But they're... but but here's the thing: the Chargers are on their way up. They have their quarterback. Yeah. And um, they've they've lost. Did you watch the end of that game? By the way, the Chargers game. No, I didn't watch that game. It it went down. Do you know what happened? I was seeing the highlights. Um, I saw that they had a game winning touchdown, but the guy actually dropped it. Right. Yeah. One yeah. second to go. One second to go. And they thought they were all celebrating. Thought they had won, play under review, and he dropped it. Oh, man. The Chargers just, they just find ways every year to just lose and just. But, but they have their quarterback. Fashion. They have a guy. Yeah. yeah. They have a guy. Uh, and NFC West, St. Louis Rams, 7 and 9, San Francisco 49ers, 5 and 11. I would say those are two teams that turn around their organizations. Yeah, so just a little bit. That's, that's in uh, 2015. 
so see. so one team hasn't turned it around since the Giants. But most of those teams, I mean, have have you know either changed their trajectory or you're feeling positive about their direction yeah. as a franchise, or they have, or they're a winning football team now. So yeah, I mean, there's there's multiple teams, and it, you know why? It's because those teams don't have the arrogance of relying on what they did in the past, and they realize, you know what? We need to rebuild. We need to like. Good organizations realize that we have to not only evolve with the times, but once things hit a wall, we have to tear down the wall and build on a new, better foundation and build things back up again. What do you think New England's going to do? Do you think Bill Belichick is just going to go after, you know, band-aid quarterback after band-aid quarterback? Or do you think he's going to draft one of these young quarterbacks in this draft and find ways to, to build this thing up? Like, I... I would think he's going to do the latter, but the Broncos just refuse to do that. And it starts from the top. It's, it's from a G like, listen, you can have Super Bowl expectations. That is a good thing. Like making it to the, having the expectations of making it to the playoffs and winning championships. That's a good thing. You don't want the, we're just happy to be here mentality as an organization. That's a good thing to have, but also year by year, good organizations can adjust their expectations fairly and say, you know what? We don't have a quarterback. This might be a down year. Let's be patient, but we're moving our way up. It's not, oh, we expect to win a Super Bowl and be competing for the playoffs every single year. Unless you have a Tom Brady, an Aaron Rodgers, a Patrick Mahomes, you're not in that boat. And so when you're the Broncos selling this win-now mentality, when you have Trevor Simeon, uh, Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, uh, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, Brett Rippon, Brandon Allen, Drew Locke. Am I missing anybody? Uh, Jeff Driscoll. When you have all these quarterbacks, you cannot sell me the win now mentality. And when you finish with losing records year after year after year, you're not in win now anymore. You're in rebuild now. That's what it is. Okay. Flex, flex seal is only so strong. Duct tape can only do so much. Gorilla glue can only pull this thing together for so long before you eventually just have to break it and rebuild it. And the Broncos just refuse to do that. They refuse, absolutely refuse. Yeah. It's irritating. I mean. <laughs> it's irritating. It's, it's beating a dead horse every, every week. That's what it is. Every year, every month, it's beating a dead horse. And who do the Broncos yeah. have next? Uh, the Dolphins? or No, the Raiders. The Raiders this week. So, yeah, remember when all those people were saying that they could beat the Dolphins? Are you kidding me? Doesn't look like that now. <laughs> They're not beating the Dolphins. Listen, the Broncos <laughs> could barely do things in the first half against the terrible Atlanta defense. The Dolphins defense is really, like, they're number one, I think, in scoring defense. Like, they're a really good defense. What do you think that's going to look like for Drew Locke? And Lock? now they have Tua. Yeah, wh- I, what do you think that's going to look like for Drew Locke? In, in that, if he can't do anything against a thin Chargers defense, who has a great pass rush, but a thin secondary, and an Atlanta defense, who you can, I mean, fly zone. That is the fly zone. You could, and I'm like, can I just say this too yesterday? How many times, do you remember, okay, on when it was third and long for the Denver Broncos, every time, they had a lot of those, third and 15, yeah, third they and 10, had a lot whatever. Of those. What did the Atlanta Falcons do? Do you remember? Every time. Blitz? Oh, they, well, they always blitz on third down. No, they didn't blitz. You know what oh. they did? 
They rushed like three or four, know. and they dropped every secondary member at the sticks and came up and tackled you. That's what they did every single time, every time. Oh, All their right. DBs were at the, the sticks, and Drew Locke had to take the underneath pass. Okay, first time, okay, oh, you got us. We didn't expect that. Second time, oh, wow, you did it again. Third time, how about, hey, you know what? They showed us this the first two times. How about we run a screen and get our linemen, all five, running up there and set a block? These guys are 10, 8 yards, 10 yards down the field. Why are we not? This is what I mean. Like, we don't we don't think outside the box here. And then I flip over and see the Kansas City when they do the, uh, the in-game updates. I'm seeing Kansas City fake a reverse. Patrick Mahomes fakes another toss, and he throws a touchdown. I'm seeing him motion to the right, come back, take the snap as he's running on the move, loop back around, and throw a touchdown. I'm like, whoa. That is mind blowing. I've never seen that before. And what are we doing with Pat Shermer over you here? You should have watched the Miami Atlanta or uh, Miami Arizona game. It's it's nuts. And then what are we doing in in over here? Oh, Tim Patrick is motioning, and the ball hits his thigh, and we fumble it on fourth down. <laughs> That's what we're doing. It's just that they don't was evolve. funny. I I laughed at that one. It's just I mean they don't evolve. They don't adjust. They don't do so, anything. So they're at Vegas. The the Raiders are a weird team. Um. I could see the Broncos beating the Raiders. Sure, every game's winnable with them, except for the Chiefs. Every game's winnable. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I don't think look, the Dolphins game is winnable. Game. <laughs> I don't think the it's Dolphins winnable. is winnable. It's, it's the Saints. Winnable. The Saints are not winnable. Chiefs are not winnable. Panthers might be sure. Uh, Bills. Okay, I don't know. Saints, Saints, and, and Bills are not winnable. Um, but the Dolphins are just because they have a young quarterback, and Vic Fangio's defense is really good, and he like he he can he can do a lot of things. Like he he slowed down Herbert, he slowed him down. Um, Herbert yeah, was but it's teams not. Up. It, it, but the thing with Tua is that he can get outside of the pocket and he can yeah. make plays with his feet. But what have we seen um, with this defense when they're at least close to full strength? They can hold. They did you see what close. did you see what Darnold did with his legs against the Broncos though? Dude, Imagine what, what Matt Tua Ryan does. did yesterday. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I no, I get what you're saying, but the Broncos defense I, historically can make things close, and they'll keep the Broncos in it for a certain period of time. But then the Broncos but, will screw it up. But you really think the Broncos will be able to get more than nine points against well, the Dolphins? No. no, I'm just saying it's winnable. I don't think they'll it's, win. then it's but not winnable, winnable to me. If, if you if you don't if you don't think that the Broncos can get nine points against the Dolphins defense, it's not winnable. Well, I mean, they couldn't get more than three against a terrible Atlanta defense for exactly. quite some time. So it's not it's not a winnable game. You know what's really they're, sad too? They're gonna win maybe two more games this year, maybe. Well, who has been the best player on the Broncos since Super Bowl Fifty? I died. I couldn't tell you. Brandon McManus. He has been the best player on the Broncos since Super Bowl Fifty. He's the he's been the most consistent. He's yeah. been the best. He scored the most yeah. points. He's, well, he's done his job the best. He's been the best player. That is sad. That is absolutely sad. The best player on our team since Super Bowl 50 has been our kicker. He Well, he was he was the best. He was the best offensive player on that team. He's been the best offensive player since. Well, yeah, but he was even the best offensive player on that team. Yeah. It's, um, it's sad. No, and and, and it's Kim sad. just said Panthers took it to AKC. Carolina's out. Uh, I, I would... Carolina, I, I think that's more of playing up to their competition. They want to be, every everyone wants to be Kansas City is going to be in a, well other than the Broncos. Uh, Kansas City is going to be in a lot of tough games. 
because because teams go to play uh, against Kansas City. Well, I so. think they're bored too. I think they're like, all right, we'll spot you fifteen this week. Well, yeah, Ready, the, the two plays that the two plays that you just described. That's boredom. Yeah, that, that's what they're <laughs> that, running. That's the that literally stuff. boredom. <laughs> that's that stuff. Like I just and people think we're close to the Chiefs. Like people think we can actually beat the Chiefs. Like what? No, they're gonna hang fifty on us the next time we see them in Kansas City. Like. I just I don't know. It's it's the same thing every week. It's the same thing. It's the same thing every week, every month, every year, every season, until things change. And they 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 don't look like they're changing anytime soon. Yeah, and and I would say, look, I I think they can. The Raiders are a weird one. I don't know. They can get one of the two against the Raiders. Um, they, they won't beat the Raiders twice. They but I wouldn't only be surprised. One against the Chargers that they'll get so. Yeah, I mean that's second to last game. Um I mean you never know. Herbert could be Ah, uh, I don't see the, the last two I feel like you know what's going to happen is that they're going to go and lose what, what two, three, four, five, six, seven. They're going to lose seven straight. And they're going to be 3 and 11 going into the final two. With a top five pick, and they're going to win both of those last two. Don't say that. And they're going to have the twelfth pick again. Well, at this point, like, what what does it benefit you to win? At the, they, like, what, like I said, like I said, if they, but here's the thing: if they go three and thirteen or four and twelve, I, I you you have to you have to re, you have to reset. Elway has to reset. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. He, he he's already done cannot, that, but he hasn't done it now. No, 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 no. What no. makes you he, think he's, he's gonna never, have to do he, it now? No, he's he's never reset. What you're gonna have to do if they go three and thirteen or four and twelve, they're gonna have to fire Fangio, fire the whole staff. They're gonna have to draft a quarterback in the top five, and they they're gonna have to. Did you? By the way, did you see what Justin Fields did again this week? Uh, I saw Ohio State. Like I will say this. I think Justin Fields is just as good as Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Man. Lawrence has Trevor Lawrence has struggled a couple of games that I've watched, and he's thrown some pretty bad picks in the ones that he has thrown. Justin Fields has been, and I get it. He's at Ohio State, and you're gonna say, "Oh, when's the last good quarterback to come out of Ohio State? He's, well, when's the last good quarterback to come out of Texas Tech? When's the last yeah. good quarterback that that uh, came out of LSU?" Sure. Or um, even Alabama. All fair points. All so, fair points. So, look, I, if they go 3-13 and 13 or 4-12, and 12, and Kemp just said Oregon and USC, yes, uh, you do everything you can, everything you can to get that number two overall pick. You know what pick the Broncos have right now? I don't know. They're probably at like 10. Pick 14. Yeah. Pick 14. But like I said, though, they're going to have to lose out or maybe win one more. And at that point, you could get in a position where you can move up. But again, John Elway's not going to mortgage the whole future. But but again, look, if John Elway's looking at this team and says, we have the offensive talent. We have defensive talent. If we can go out and get a, a good defensive coordinator, right? This defense, when healthy, is pretty good. You are a quarterback away. 
but that doesn't mean you go out and, and you get a Cam Newton, right? You're a quarterback away. Are you willing to mortgage some of the future to go out and get Justin Fields? What if the Jets don't? What if the Jets love Sam Darnold and they keep Sam Darnold and they don't they take won't. a quarterback? They won't. They'll, they'll there, there's people out there saying that they're gonna that they might keep Sam Darnold. I mean, I I'd highly doubt it. There, there are some rumors. Yeah, I mean, and if, what if, if they and, do? And, then... and and if Trevor Lawrence doesn't want to be there, what if the Jets take a pass rusher or an offensive tackle? Well, then Trevor they Lawrence tra- and Justin they, Fields are going. Or they two trade, or well, or or they trade down, right? And you have the first overall pick, and say whoever has the second has the quarterback. Say the second is um, Dallas and they keep Dak, or I don't know, who who currently is at the second overall uh, pick on the on the website I'm seeing. It's called Tankathon.com. Very fitting. Uh, Jets are one, Jacksonville's two, Dallas is three, Giants are four, Washington's five. Okay, so you you need Jacksonville to win a couple games because Jacksonville will take quarterback. That's so you you need tough you ask, need though. that's a bad football team. Yeah, as well. they're one well, and yeah. seven. But you, I, if, I'm not sure Dallas wins another game though. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I think if, so, if I'm Jerry Jones and I'm sitting that high in the draft and there's a young quarterback like that, like, can you imagine if he has a chance to take Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? Why would he pass on that? Why would he pay Dak all that money? Why not just take a new quarterback? Yeah. Why not just take a young guy that the fans – because then you reignite excitement into your fan base. I mean, they're already a bad football team. I mean – with Dak, they were still a bad football team. They weren't winning with Dak. So, I mean, at least this year. So, if I were him, I would certainly take a quarterback. That's just me. Yeah. I You you need whoever whoever has that second overall pick, because Broncos won't get the second overall pick, unless they lose out and get lucky. Uh, because how many wins does Jacksonville already have? They have one. Uh, yeah, no, they're not going to win. That's three. what I'm saying. It um, doesn't benefit the Broncos. And listen, the people within that building, they're not going to say let's tank. That's just not the mentality of a well, football no, team. No, no. And I'm not saying to tank either. What I'm saying I is am. realistically, well, what I'm saying is realistically, they're not going to win more than two more games. So, so they're going to be four and twelve, right? At best, they're going to be five and eleven. But if if they're three and thirteen or four and twelve. You have an opportunity to move up, but you need whoever has a second overall pick to be in a position where they don't need a quarterback. You just got to give you need, so much. So, so you, you need that team to be the chargers. You need the chargers to lose out. Chargers, are But then that means, six. but that means you're, that means you're beating them one more time. So that could be your fourth win. Sure. Right. Best case scenario, the Broncos beat the chargers. The Chargers go two and fourteen or three and thirteen. The Broncos go four and twelve. Chargers land the second overall pick, and you you can trade with them. Would they um, want to trade with a division opponent though? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, though, what if Houston gets this? What if Houston gets the second overall pick? Apparently, right? according to this website, Houston's pick is going to Miami. Oh, that's right. So that's, that's right. Currently at seven. That's right. I forgot about that. So um, Miami could <laughs> they could essentially have a, a top yeah. 10 pick. All I'm saying, though, is is Broncos need to find a way to move up as far into the draft as you can. Or well, as far move. Yeah. Move up as far as you can, because 
at least through through them. Dude, so Miami's whether you're five and three, I didn't know they had a winning record. I thought they were had a losing record. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I think they're better <laughs> better than Buffalo. Oh my goodness, I didn't even know they had a winning record. I'm over here thinking like, where's their pick? It's over here at 21 at five and three. I'm like five and three. The Miami yeah, Dolphins are five and three. They're fine. They're a good best, team. Best case and they scenario, got their quarterback. They've won four in a row. Best case scenario is for the Broncos to lose out. That's yeah. the best case scenario. Because I'm looking at this as of right now. The Jets need a quarterback. And despite, let, let's just go with it. The Jets, they could possibly draft a quarterback. 50-50 at least. At the bare minimum, it's 50-50. Right? right? Jacksonville needs a quarterback. Dallas, 50-50. I think they will take a quarterback if they're there. So that's three teams. For if the Giants are in that top, I think they'll take a quarterback. I don't think they believe in Daniel Jones that much. If they could get a Justin Fields or a Trevor Lawrence, I think they take one. Washington, they need a quarterback, right? Uh, Miami, they don't need one. Uh, the Chargers wouldn't need one. New England, they need a quarterback. So Cincinnati already got, has one. So that's yeah, what you, six, what, five, what six you, teams right there. What you gotta hope for is that New England wins tonight. Beats the Jets, right? Uh, I think they play the Jets one more time, right? They haven't played the Jets already, right? No, have they? They have. So if if New England can beat the Jets twice, so here's here's the thing: you need the Jets to go zero and sixteen. If they're gonna get the number one pick, you need them to just keep the number one pick, but go zero and sixteen because that way whoever they play gets a win, right? Whoever that is. I don't know what the rest of their schedule is, but at the very least, New England gets two more wins. That takes New England out of that second overall pick, right? You need Cincinnati. Well, Cincinnati already has a quarterback, so that doesn't matter. Uh, You need Jacksonville to get a couple of wins. Uh, Jacksonville has Packers, Steelers, Browns. They could beat the Vikings. Um, Titans, Ravens, Bears, or cheese. Ooh, I don't know if Jacksonville wins another game. Yeah, I'm looking at the Jets' schedule, and other than the two games against New England, they're definitely not winning. They have the Chargers, they have Miami, they have the Raiders, they have Seattle, they have the Rams and Cleveland. Unless any of those teams, you know, barring significant injuries or guys sitting out. Wait, wait, who is playoffs. that? So it's they have New England. No, who, what team are you talking about? The Jets. Oh, the Jets? Yeah. So they're, they're not well, going to win. I mean, they no, may but... win one against the, the Patriots, but... No, but that's what you don't want, right? You you need New England to win. Um, you need Jacksonville to win somehow, some way. I think Houston gets a couple more. Uh, at this point, if the Chargers lose out, that actually might work because you can use them as a trade. You, ho- hopefully, you can work out a trade with them because they already have Justin Herbert, so they're not going to take a quarterback. I mean, I think they um, would love that, but I don't think the Broncos would do that. Because you're trading so much capital to the Chargers and making them better. Sure, sure. Um, you need the Giants to get a couple. The, see, here's the thing: the Giants and then and the Cowboys can beat each other, right? And and even Washington. So they can. Those teams, I think, will end up all with four or five wins, right? Because it's that's just a weird division, unless one of them just gets beat by everyone. But I don't. The Giants can beat the Cowboys, obviously. They can beat Washington. Washington can beat the Cowboys. They, they all can beat each other. Even even the Eagles. They can all beat the Eagles, too. So I think that division, they're all going to end up right around four or five wins. So you're good there. Um, the Lions will get a couple more. The Vikings will get a couple more. The Panthers will, will get a couple more. The Falcons will get a couple more. And then the NFC West is really good. So here's the thing. I think the only team you're worried about 
if the Broncos lose out, they could get the second overall pick as long as Jacksonville gets two more wins. It's a lot to ask. But again, that's a lot to ask because because <laughs> Jacksonville's schedule is brutal. Yeah. I mean, you got they're at Green Bay, they play the Steelers, they play the Browns, they're at Minnesota. That's a winnable game because it's Minnesota. Um, then the they got the Titans at home, at the Ravens, get the Bears at home, and then at the Colts. I, just I don't, think, I don't, I don't see two, three wins from yeah, Jacksonville. I don't there. see the Broncos getting higher than five. Maybe they get three through five. I just don't see a way that they'll get there. Um, at least in the top two. I mean, they have their listen. We're we're gonna regret the Jets win and the Chargers win. We're gonna regret it. We're gonna at least one of those. We're gonna regret it. Absolutely. Um, especially if they win more games. Like the best thing for the Denver Broncos right now, and the Kool Aid fans and the the orange and blue Snuggy fans, they don't want to hear this. Because they don't have big picture in mind of winning from now on. They just want to win right now in a year that's already lost. Like, you're not going to do anything. So, the best thing for the Broncos right now is to lose out. Uh, but it's not gonna. It's probably not going to happen. They'll probably win one or two more games somehow uh, because it's the Broncos. And we're going to be stuck drafting anywhere from, like, 3 to 14 probably. And, and maybe that's good because you get a tackle. But to your point earlier about, you know, if... You know, they, they need to have a reset um, if they finish terrible again. Listen, I, I think I said this before. If they're going to do that, I'd rather Joe Ellis just clean house all all through it. I'd rather get rid of John, get rid of Fangio, get rid of everybody. Just everybody's gone. Yeah, but they they won't get rid of Joe Ellis. But I just, I just don't away. think it's smart to fire Fangio and Shermer and all that. And Shermer might just lose his job just in general. <laughs> but I don't think it's smart to fire Fangio and keep Elway when his contract is about to expire too. Uh, because then he's going to bring in a guy that's just going to go back to probably what he likes to do because he's like, see, I tried it your way, the way everybody else wanted, and it didn't work, so we're going to go back to my way. And then now you're going to have to redraft the team to fit that mindset and those positional groups that and that scheme, and that sets you back even further. So that's what I'm saying. If you're going to get rid of it, a clean absolute everybody otherwise here's here's the second option which i i think if the broncos win a couple more games i think this is what they should do everybody comes back for another full year a normal year Locke comes back fangio comes back elway comes back maybe not Shermer. you know what you probably just should bring Shermer back for consistency sake even though it's been awful you probably should I think that's the most likely thing. The best case in my mind is ever is, is losing out and getting rid of everybody. I don't think that's going to happen. So second option, I think bring everybody back. And okay, you have a full year. You have a normal year. Drew Locke, you're going into year three, uh, which I think will be the final year of his deal, if I'm not mistaken. Or does he have four years? He has four. Okay. But you'll have three years of him under your belt. Uh, well, like two and a half because of that first year. Um then you'll really know if he is the guy, if he can bounce back. He has a full normal offseason. You give Fangio another year to to prove that he can be a good head, uh, head coach. And if he can't do it, you have reason to get rid of him. And Shermer, I mean, if you bring him back, I mean, maybe he could get better with, with this scheme and with the players he has. But that's that's my two scenarios. The first one I think is completely unlikely to happen. And the second one I think is just that's probably the logical thing to do given how this season will probably end up. You're going to end up with a 5-14 to 14 pick, 
you're probably going to take a, you know, a lineman, which they probably should in this draft. I think it has to be interior, interior and linebacker and, and corner. Mm, or, or I was going to say corner. Um, yeah. If, if you go that route, I, I don't draft unless there's an offensive tackle that like, but uh, looking at the mock draft, there's three offensive tackles being taken in the top eight. Um, so, and they could possibly be there. And I, I would hope that's the choice unless there's this stellar cornerback or linebacker that's there. Well, that's what I, I would, I would take, honestly, if, if they're not going to clean house, then I would actually want to win a couple games and take a linebacker or a corner, but I, I'd prefer a linebacker. And, and there's, there's two, um, in this draft that are being looked at in the top 15. Uh, so that's, that's what I would do because you, and, and throughout the rest of the draft, you, you continue to draft defense because you got to remember this offense is young and you're able to spend money on defense right now. But say, let's just say for craziness, you lock does work out and you have all these offensive weapons. You're going to have to pay these guys in a few years, which means that you won't be able to pay your defense. So right now you need to start working on that defense and drafting defense, right? So when it, when it all does work out, if it all does work out, it turns into your, your offense is your veteran type of, you know, team and at least out of the ball and your defense is that young up and coming uh, group, right? It needs to swap. And so that right now is when you have all the offense pieces. So right now is when you need to start drafting defense and then probably drafting a running back at some point as well. Um, it, hey, you know what? <laughs> if if you win a few games and Travis Etienne is there, you take him. Yeah. Yeah, I would love that. Pairing that with Phil Lindsay. Um, you know, the win that I think the Broncos will regret the most is going to be the Chargers win. Because say they lost that game. You go into the trade deadline. The Broncos could be sellers at that point. You're two in, what, five, six, whatever it is at that point. You could probably trade Justin Simmons. You could maybe trade, you know, some other pieces, get draft capital, and you're committed to fully just rebuilding or, well, tanking in a, in a sense. Um, but they win that game, and it's, oh, there's hope again. Now we're three and four or whatever they were going into this game, and then, and then they lose, and you're like, oh, wow. So we have Justin Simmons and probably not going to repay him or re-sign him. I mean, if I were him, I would want to leave. I mean, that's just me. I'd want to go actually win and have a chance to compete. And he's he's earning money. I don't know if he's earning top five money, but he's earning a, a good contract. You know, he's he's had an interception, I think, in the last two or three games. So, And I think he leads uh, all safeties and in interceptions this year. So I just... Oh, man, there's chances there every year for them to to write this thing, and they just they just never do. And it, people don't want to hear it, but it's gonna take losing and being bad to eventually get back to where you want to be. You know, the the whole Patriots thing was an anomaly. What they were able to do for two decades is an anomaly, and you're starting to see that it was mainly about the player rather than the coach. So when you have an all time quarterback and in my mind, the greatest of all time, at least right now, we'll see how Patrick Mahomes' career turns out. But the greatest player at that position on your team, it covers up for so many deficiencies. And that's why you're able to stay 
in 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 contention for so long, and now they don't have him. And look at the Patriots; I mean, they're they're a disaster over there, you know. And they still have a good defense. Well, they did until like eighteen players opted out. But with all that talent back, they still have a really good defense. But I mean, what are they gonna what are they gonna do with it? So I don't know. It's 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 yeah. maddening talking about this stuff over and over and over again because you still have the fans who just want to believe so much, and I get it. You know, I, I think for us, we got a great chance to work in the media, so we kind of had to distance ourselves in a way. Um, and Kemp can speak to this too. You kind of have to distance yourself from that team because you talk about them so much. So rather than getting angry every week and being like angry as a fan, you can kind of, I don't know, just put distance between yourself. So I think it benefits us there. So you can see a little bit more objectively about this team. Um, and people confuse the objectivity for being negativity. Well, yeah, it partially is negativity because the Broncos are putting out a continuously bad product. So how can you be positive about a bad product every year, every week, every month? It's just, it's maddening talking about it. Um, yeah, I, look, real quick, I, I covered your uh, your camera. Uh, okay. And I, I have a mock draft up here. Um, do you have the stream open? Yes, I see it. Okay, so... Obviously, as the Jets taking Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville taking Justin Fields. That's probably what's going to happen. Um, at three, as Dallas taking corner, they need any defensive help, but that makes sense. Patrick Sherton is one of the best, is the best corner in um, in college right now. So that probably is what they're going to do, unless they trade down. Uh, and then you got the Giants taking an offensive tackle. They need an offensive tackle. Uh, and then here's the interesting part. So Washington here, Mika Parsons has flown up the mock draft. Now, now Kemp, I, I get we've talked about how the Broncos won't take a linebacker. They won't take a linebacker at 15, 14, because they like to trade down at those spots. But at, at a top five, if there's a linebacker that is projected to be a top five guy, you take that guy because that 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 does not happen, right? It does not happen where a linebacker is the fifth best player on the board. Um, so if if you can get if you win a couple, or at least if you're outside of the the range of getting a quarterback, I think this is the play. I think that's that is that is what you need to do because. You can go out and get corners. Um, you can go out and get defensive linemen. You can go out and get those type of positions. At linebacker, that is very rare to just go out and get someone in free agency. So, you know, the, the, if, they're, if they're comparing this kid to Luke Keekley, you draft him. If he's there, you draft him. What's the more pressing need, though? Offensive line and taking, say, like a left tackle. No, with linebacker. Leads, linebacker. Leads? I don't know. Linebacker. I don't know. It, it, you you do everything you can to, to re-sign Garrett Bowles. Really? To like a, yes, to like a two-year deal. If you can get well, a two-year deal, you Why never know. You never know. Why would he do that? He, he wants security. He wants a payday. He, he's, there's no way. If I'm Garrett Bowles, there is no way I'm signing a two-year deal. I want three to four. Well, look, he, lock me up. Okay, fine. He's like, I lock well. up defensive ends when I hug them. They, I want them to lock me up like that. But you know what? He's played well, so you pay him. 
He's earned it. I, I, I think I think he has earned it. He had one bad game last week. I get it. Uh, but if he continues to play well throughout the year, I think you go out and get him. Or That's you, if you, he wants to come back, though. Sure, sure. And look, I, free agency is what? Before the draft, right? Yes. Is that right? Yeah, it's in free March. Agency. Yep. It's in March. So, the draft's in April. So, so you'll know. If, if he does leave, then yes, you take a tackle. But if, if you can re-sign Garrett Bowles, I re-sign Garrett Bowles because I'm taking this kid. That's that's who I'm taking. If you can get if you can get Mika Parsons, you take him. Um, the only other guy I would take other than an offensive tackle. I mean, you got Trey Lance here, but I looked at his first game this season was pretty rough. I don't know if he's worth it. Uh, I I got to actually watch him. Um. I think the only other, uh, no, I, I mean, I think if you get Mika Parsons, great. Uh, you know what? If certain drops, you take him. Um, other than that, I take an offensive tackle, probably. That's ugh. It, it's sad you, that we're already take, talking drafts. Or you take Caleb Farley, another big corner. They they need a corner. The Broncos need a corner. So, and look, there's a lot. There's three in the top 10. So, and I mean, there's a, there's another edge rusher. Um, there's a guard that you can, uh, but I think you're good at guard. Yeah, so you, you don't need that. You just took a center in the what? Second, third round. So third round. Um, it has that. It has sprung. Was taking Alex Leatherwood at 14. Um, I wouldn't say he's a first round bust, but I, uh, yeah, I mean, if you can get the Suell kid out of Oregon, or if you can get Mick Parsons, but you got to lose because those are top five guys. If not, then yeah, you probably take either one of these big corners, or you take this uh, offensive tackle that seemed that's dropped pretty far. Um, but at that point, though, you'd probably trade down. Oh, so we'll see how it pans oh, out. Oh, they have Mac Jones going. Is that the 18. quarterback for Alabama? Yeah, that's kind of surprising. Would never um, an Alabama quarterback. They just never pay. Yeah, but well, it's sad I that mean, we're talking draft like already that we're at this point in November, which it's it shouldn't be a shocker. But you know, I guess uh, it is what it is. Before we wrap today, we can uh, we can go over the picks here. Gained another game, fourteen. I'm almost there. I'm closing <laughs> in on twenty, baby. That's going to be two crumble boxes. I mean, listen, if you want to, would you like to just concede this pick, pick them now? I mean, we, no, could, we could work out no. a, a little deal. Here's you know? the thing. I think, I think you, you are right there with the chargers and the Falcons at blowing leads. Nope. So Not blowing um, a 14 game lead. Not doing it. Not doing it. And after tonight, it should be 15. When here's England the beats thing. The Jets. Yeah. I picked the Jets. Um, well, I could change it. If you want to, do you want to go to New England? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll change it to New England. Um, I shouldn't have said anything. Well, I, I, I was gonna text you later about it. Um, uh, uh, to be honest, I was probably gonna forget. Jokes uh, on you when the Jets win tonight, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but no, you. Here's the thing. I'll have if I have one good week to where I get within, I get another four or five games back. You will panic. No, and then and then that's where Listen, that's where I will catch up. I'm not only first in this pick'em, but I'm first in the fans' pick'em 
right now. I am just, I'm absolutely dominating Pick'em this year. I am a Pick'em monster. If they had an yeah, all-pro yeah. for Pick'em, I'd be winning right now. I'd, yeah, be, but I'd be first team, all Pick'em pro. I, I remember we, we were doing this, like... Oh, a long time ago. Past is past. We don't look to like that. Five, six years ago. Hey, unlike Drew Locke, I learned. I learned from my mistakes and I grow. I put it into practice. Oh, he, he's learning from those mistakes, huh? No, I said unlike um, Drew Locke. I learned. Oh, unlike. <laughs> unlike. Yeah. Mm, okay. that I learn and I put my mistakes into practice and I'm like, boom, not going to do that again. Yeah. No, uh, it'll, it'll happen again. No. Hey, shout out to Minnesota for winning yesterday. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for justifying that for me. Because I was real. I was real nervous. For a second there. Um, thank you also for picking the Denver Broncos. Um, that was yeah. that was very good of you. I appreciate that. Uh, other than that, I mean, we, we missed the same games, uh, except for you not sending in your, your Thursday night pick. Um, which I, I wish I never I wish I never said anything about Miami because you would have taken Arizona. <sighs> I would have. I did in my uh, my fan pick them. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I wish I didn't say anything because I. Uh, I mean, it was a close I game just, though. It, it was. It was, but. Miami's good, man. I, I can't believe they're five and three. So, I didn't know that. You know what's so depressing too is all a lot of these young quarterbacks are like six feet, six one. Kyler Murray's like five ten, and just knowing that John Elway hates short quarterbacks, it's like we're yeah, never going to get them anyway. There's one anyways. in Seattle that's uh, doing really well right now. So yeah, well, how'd that, how'd that work out? I, I want to say he played well yesterday, but yeah, fair, fair. But I mean, he has. By the by, the way, by the way, the MVP looks like it's going to go to Mahomes at this point. Because so? yeah, because uh, Wilson has had a couple of rough games already. Uh, Tom Brady will not win it. Yeah, but Patrick um, really hasn't like, and I'm I'm like saying this, like he hasn't like done do anything like mind That's that's what I was I gonna mean, say too. He's still that's doing what I was gonna say too. Really well, but like what we're go look at to. his numbers. Go look I'm sure he has great numbers, but like from what we're accustomed to, like last year he had like fifty plus touchdowns and what like forty five hundred yards. No, that was well, that was two years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, he has twenty five touchdowns in one pick. Well, yeah, that ratio is just insane. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's stupid. But but here's the thing: he has that shouldn't exist. He has, I believe, I believe that's right. He has twenty five touchdowns through how many games? What what's the record? Uh, seven and one. Yeah, something like that. So he's on pace hitting 50 touchdowns. Yeah, that's nuts. So like that. he, he's, yeah, yeah, he has 25 touchdowns, um, one pick, 2,600 yards. He's on, so he's on pace for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. But, but is he well, having a better year than Brandon McManus? I think that's up for debate. <laughs> I think that's what we could talk about on the next pod. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it's. So, so Patrick Mahomes is now going to have two MVPs. A Super Bowl MVP and possibly a second. We get it. He's good. Gosh, we have to deal all, with him for all the next before the years. all before the age of of twenty six. At twenty five, at twenty five years old, he could have two Super Bowl MVPs and two regular season MVPs. What were you doing at twenty five? Nothing. I am twenty. I'm twenty six. I just turned twenty six. So yeah, no, yeah, no, nothing. You know what I was doing? Eating. <laughs> so that's what I was doing. Yes, we get it. He's good. He's going to be here for like the next 25 years. I hate that I love watching him so much. I, I, the, man, the NFL is in a great place with all these quarterbacks. By the Kyler Murray, man, he is. I, I'm already willing. To, I would rather take Kyler Murray than Lamar Jackson in a heartbeat. 
Yeah. Well, I told you, I've, I'm not sold on Lamar Jackson. Just not, not there. Out of He's all, good out of all the quarterbacks that are like young, like including Patrick Mahomes, I would take obviously Mahomes first, but second would probably be Kyler Murray. So you don't, you don't want to trade Mahomes anymore or Russell Wilson? Hey, I, I wanna, stick to, I, I stick to that, your, that idea. Dude, you're though. so, oh my goodness, you I are do. just the, the whole. The whole Patrick Mahomes thing, they the Chiefs got lucky with the deal that they gave Mahomes because that actually works out in, in the Chiefs' favor. So doing something like that, yeah, I wouldn't trade Mahomes because Mahomes is an idiot and didn't just take the four the you know the max amount of or the crazy amount of money for four years. But well, sure, sure. Yes, but if you want the most money possible. He made the bad. He made a bad decision. He made a good decision. If it was LeBron James, like for LeBron James standards, it was a bad decision. I mean, you can't compare that though. That's two different sports. And well, no, no, but, but LeBron wouldn't have taken that deal. Is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, maybe you would have. No. I mean, he's he's no, already he got a lifetime he, deal he with Nike. So. No. No, LeBron will. You make sure that you can take the most amount of money. And set yourself up to make the most amount of money in four years. That's what you do. Hmm. He still wanted to trade both him and Russell Wilson, and I will never let that go. You'd be if a terrible. Yeah, well, I'm no. If I no, I'm still. I'm gonna stick with that. Would you trade Russell Wilson right now? Look, Seattle can't. Seattle has the worst defense in the league. Why? Because they don't have money. Don't go down this road. Don't you do it. If you could, if you could trade Russell Wilson don't, for Trevor Lawrence or Justin don't. Fields, open up all that cap space and and get a bunch of money and be able to sign defensive your your good defensive players back and resign. You know, like they might not even be able to resign DK Metcalf. I'm just not in the business of training Hall of Famers. That's just not just not what I want to do. Enjoy having the worst defense in the league for the next ten years. That's why we draft well. So. It looks like they're drafting <laughs> fantastic. That's going to do it for us today. We appreciate you guys for, for tuning in. NBA draft, nine days. Uh, NBA 2K21 comes out well, for next gen. Oh, uh, yeah. When are you, are you picking it up tomorrow? Yep. Okay. Dang you, right, you, I am. You have to go, well, no, like you, you have to go pick it up, though, right? What time? Did you sign up for know. like one of the early times? Or there's no, no oh, way to sign that. up. Like there's, yeah, there's you, no, you can't do that. Yeah, there's no option for me yeah. to sign up. So I, it's like I'm, so you're going at right at nine. I would go right at nine if I were you. Just cause. I'm just I'll probably go on my way. Uh, do I want to go on my way to work and leave it in my car all day? Yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. I'll probably, I'll probably no, go before do, I go to work. Go go at nine and then drop it off at home because <laughs> yeah. it's it's gonna be crazy tomorrow. Yeah, I need to get that. I already pre-ordered two K twenty one. I'm excited. Wait. You can do that? Oh, yeah. you have an Xbox. Yeah. 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 I have an Xbox too. I didn't think we're doing that. I mean, it's easy to, you, you're going to have to redownload You have to download it. Well, yeah, you'd have to download it either way. It's not like they're going to sell out. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm not going to go buy the disc <laughs> version. So. Well, yeah, it's not like they're going to sell out though. So why did you pre order? Do you get something? Do you get something for no, pre order? There's one less thing I have to do. Just pre order it. That way, it's like all I have to do is just get the digital code and boom. Start yeah, it tomorrow when I'm when I'm at work because it's probably gonna take like an hour or two to download, so it's probably gonna be like an eighty gig 
download. Well, I will be. I'm off tomorrow. I took. I literally took off of work. It's a holiday. Yeah. No. Uh. No. It's because. Uh, no. It's because uh, I had to work on Saturday, and so they're like, "Oh, what day do you want off?" I'm like, "Well, I'll take the tenth off." There you go. There you go. So I will be on. So when you get home, let me know. I'm going to set it up. I'm going to make my Giannis build or my LeBron build, one of the two. Oh, that's what I was, that's, wait, that's what I was going to do. You got to do something different. What do you mean? That's what I'm going to do. No, I'm, well, I'm going to make it first. So Make an Anthony Davis build. No, you make no. You make a point guard or Anthony Davis build. Well, I will have make the, a guard. I, I'm going to have the LeBron build already okay, first well, I'll make for a, you. So, the, so you have I, to do. I don't know if I want to make it. Why can't we have? Why can't we well, have both? Well, here, two. here, I'll do the LeBron build. You do the Giannis build. But I want a guy that can shoot too, though. LeBron's a better well, shooter then, than then, then, then do a play shot, like everyone else. No one cares about this conversation. <laughs> we thank you guys for tuning in. Yes, Kemp, the NBA draft is nine days away. On my birthday, baby, I'm excited. Can't uh, wait for the Nuggets to break my heart and take some European guy I've never heard of before. Oh, hey, hey, if they take the European guy that we know of, uh, um, that Pope, we can't Pope, say po- poke pokey. Poku, yeah. Poku, Poku. That is Poku. Alessi's Posher, Gusher, for sure. Yeah, that guy. Seven foot one, Manu Ginobili. Although he's he's thinner than a toothpick, you can <laughs> you can see his intestines <laughs> in his side because that's how thin he is. That's okay though. It's okay. Poor man's Jokic playmaking. Nice little shot. Uh, he, I don't think he flops like Manu Kemp. I don't think he flops like Manu. Uh, they all flop like Manu now. The bigger the bigger they are, the harder they fall. So I don't think he wants to purposely fall. You see Jokic ever take a flop? <laughs> that body's not falling down. If he doesn't have to fall down, he's not falling down. So, uh, <laughs> because, yeah, no thanks. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but we thank you guys for tuning in. we got to wrap up. We're just babbling at this point. We appreciate you guys, whether you listened on Anchor, Spotify, or you're going to listen on those, or you watched on YouTube. Shout out to Kemp for always interacting with us. Again, shout out to everybody for giving us over 500 listens. That is so awesome. We appreciate it. On the road to 600 listens. And uh, yeah, this has been the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. We'll catch you guys on Friday.